Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What is it really going to take to heal ourselves, our communities, and our planet? I'm Alicia Silverstone, and this is The Real Heal. Hi there. I am really excited to share this with you. Oh my God, the conversation I just had. You know, a huge part of healing is how we are raising our kids. And I wrote The Kind Mama because I believe so strongly in nurturing through kindness and gentleness, the kids who are becoming our future generations. So Dr. Laura is the perfect person to talk to about this. Dr. Markham is a clinical psychologist and the founding editor of ahaparenting.com, which supports parents to create a more peaceful home, happy, responsible, considerate kids. Dr. Markham's relationship-based parenting model, which she calls peaceful parenting, is research-based and parent-tested. She's the author of three books on this topic, Peaceful Parent, Happy Kids, Peaceful Parent, Happy Siblings, How to Stop the Fighting and Raise Friends for Life, and has helped thousands of families find transformative solutions to everything from separation anxiety and sleep problems to SAS talk and cell phones. I don't want to spoil it for you. I left this conversation feeling so refreshed and so hopeful, and I know you will too. So without further ado, let's get into the real heal. 
Welcome, Dr. Markham. I'm so excited to be speaking with you. We've never met before, but I was lucky enough to have you write three blogs for my website, for thekindlife.com. And I believe that your, your entire philosophy is about making this world a better place and um, supporting the parents. So I want to dive into all of that. I feel like we are healing ourselves through our commitment to our kids. And I feel like we are doing great acts of activism through our children by making these really bright warriors. But I wanted to start with where this all began for you in terms of why did you start studying psychology in the first place? What made you interested in that? You know, I always loved children from the time I was young. And I always was interested in psychology. I started reading psychology as a teenager. But I would say that it is when I had my first child that I realized that our society's relationship with children is not a very healthy one. We don't actually do a very good job raising kids. We don't value kids. And therefore, we often don't value women who we see as doing the child raising. That's part of what is wrong with our society. When you say the healing that we need to do Imagine a world where all children grew up knowing they mattered and where all children learned to express what they needed and wanted without attacking the other person. Those two things alone would make a tremendous difference in how humans related to each other, right? In, at every level, in marriages, in businesses, in government, between countries. So I got into it because I have my first child and I saw that the people around me were doing the very best they could to parent, but had no support and no information, really. You know, you have to get a driver's license, but to have a child, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. That beautifully says how you see this as activism and healing for all, that if we could just start with the babies, if those babies were loved and cared for, what they would be able to do and how the world would perform in such a better place because all the bad things that are happening is are because people who were not loved little babies, you know, they were not cared for and they're acting out, right? For me, I knew that yelling was not something that I liked. I don't like being yelled at. <laughs> it doesn't feel good. But I wonder, you speak about yelling and I see it with friends who they say, I don't know why my kids are always yelling. And, I, and I'm like, well, because you yell at them, <laughs> you know? And um, that seems really obvious to some, but to most of the world, it's just not even in their consciousness that that we wouldn't talk to our children that way or we wouldn't want to be talked to that way. And so I love how I've been listening to you talk about, you know, respect for your child and honoring your child. But what I heard you say is that we just don't want to be yelling at our children. And I'm wondering, why do you think people, where does it come from? Really well-meaning, loving parents who adore their children yell at their kids and try to control their children. And um, I'm wondering why you think that is and how you figured that out. Well, first of all, you said people who are kind, gentle, wonderful people who end up yelling at their kids. You know, we all at our best wouldn't yell at anyone right? Because we would be emotionally generous at our best to anyone. And even if something happened that we didn't think was ideal, we would be able to handle it better because we would, at our best, be compassionate and loving, right? We all would aspire to be that way 100% of the time, but that is not 
what it's like to be human. When you're human, the human mind is always evaluating and judging and comparing and scrambling for safety and security. And emotions come from that mind. Every time we have a thought, it triggers emotions. So we are constantly, you know, being washed over by emotions. And when you have children, they trigger you more than someone else does because they're a reflection of you, or at least we think that. The truth is, if we are to to judge a parent, which isn't a great idea to begin with, if you're judging though, you can judge by how the parent responds to the child, right? Not what the child does, right? The child is the child. But what happens in our culture is not that. What happens in our culture is parents feel judged 24-7. Parents feel on the defensive. And they have this emotional reaction to what their child is doing. No, don't run into the street. You could be killed. No, don't hit your sister. No, don't take your cup of juice and dump it on the couch. You know, um, all the things that we would be screaming no at our child about all day long, and there are many of them, right? We have a big emotional reaction to it. And what happens for humans when we have an emotional reaction is we're afraid at that moment, right? We're afraid the juice is going to ruin the couch. The sister is going to be hurt. The kid is going to get hit by a car. We're afraid. And when we're afraid, what do we do? We're humans. That means we're mammals. That means we go into fight, flight, or freeze. That's it. So when there's an emergency, we go into fight, flight, or freeze. You might freeze if your kid is headed for the street. More likely, you're going to go into fight mode and you're going to be barreling after them. Certainly when your kid hits his sister, you're going to be barreling after him and grabbing him away from her so he doesn't hit her, right? And when the juice goes all over your new couch, you're going to be grabbing your kid off the couch too. So you're in fight mode. Well, when you're in fight mode, what you're aiming at looks like the enemy, even if it's your child. So of course you're yelling. You don't see your child as your beloved child who you held to your, when when your child was born and you put him to your heart. You know, you're not seeing that. You're seeing this person who's doing this terrible thing to your daughter or you know, who's just wrecked the new couch. We stop seeing our child as in an emotionally generous way. We start, we go into fight mode and we want to vanquish the enemy. And that's why we yell. Yeah. Gosh, where do we begin to heal that? And I would think that you have a lot to say about this in terms of putting yourself first and um, making sure that your well is all filled up, that you are getting the therapy that you need. If you're having these reactions to your children, how you want to put yourself first and how if your emotional state is not... I'm going to read this quote for you because it's going to be better than how I'm going to butcher it. Oh, your number one job as a parent after assuring the safety of your children is to manage your own emotions. And I think that that is really profound and important. And how does one do that for people who are going... And how do they identify that they may be doing this? Go, oh, I react in an emotional way when I'm not... I'm not managing myself. I'm acting like a child too, in a sense. You know, you have to recognize that you're the adult and there's a child in front of you that's having feelings. And you're going to have feelings too, for sure. And both of you are allowed to have feelings. It's just you're the adult, so your feelings have to be managed better. (laughs) And so how does one get there? I think one gets there from, you know, the therapy that you need to heal, the self-care. I think you talk a lot about self-care and how I can remember times where you go, where there's no time to go pee. There's no time to pee. And should I drink water? I don't, I can't have time to drink water, you know, that... 
But if we don't do those things, we're spent and empty. And so anything you can help share with someone about what are the steps? If I've recognized, I am now announcing that I might have this problem where I'm, I'm yelling or I'm not taking care of my emotions around my child. How do I fix this? What are my steps to take? Well, one thing is that we know just beating up on yourself doesn't work. Feeling terribly guilty and wretched about it and I'm going to do better, I'm going to do better doesn't work by itself. You have to give yourself more support. This is true for children. You know, yelling at your kids doesn't actually change their behavior. What changes their behavior is giving them more support to meet your expectations. And that support could be emotional support. It could be physical support. There's all kinds of things in any given situation that could be supportive for your child to meet your expectations. And so for yourself, for you to be the parent you want to be, let's consider the kinds of support that would be helpful. So one thing is get enough sleep. Most mothers I know and many dads don't get enough sleep. They stay up late at night, they're on Instagram, whatever. And in fact, the next morning when a kid wakes them up, they're just dragging themselves out of bed and they're starting from a deficit. So start there, get enough sleep. Then throughout the day, notice what your needs are. It's not sustainable to never pee. It's not sustainable to never get a drink of water. It's not sustainable to never have five minutes to yourself. You know, so figuring out what you need and adding your needs to the list. Every mother I know is constantly juggling a list that is like, okay, fill out the forms for school. Oh, see if the little one's up from her nap yet. I think she should be, you know, starting to stir. Oh, get dinner started. You know, there's, there's a constant list of things that you have to remember to do. And if you're not on that list that's not sustainable. You have to add your own needs to that list. They don't supersede anyone else's needs, but they also can't come last all the time because we know that what's last usually drops off the list, right? So there's that. And you mentioned therapy. A lot of people think that therapy is something that you only do if you had a major trauma whenever, as a child or later. But in fact, we all benefit from learning how to notice what we're thinking, notice what we're feeling, and learn how to work with that constructively. You know, I I say there's a slippery slope and anyone will go over that slope and be sliding down onto the low road if you don't pay attention. So our job is to stay away from the edge. And what does it take to stay away from the edge? Well, it takes noticing. If I've spent my day walking around in a snit about I'm the only one who ever picks up around here. How come the kids never help? How come my children are such spoiled brats? I've broken my kids. You know, if if I'm walking around in this negative frame of mind, I call that gathering kindling. You get enough kindling, you're going to have a firestorm. So our job is to notice when we start to get into that negativity. Our job is to notice when we have a power struggle over and over again about the bath time or the bedtime or whatever it is. And then to do some problem solving around it. What would it take to make that time of day work more easily, right? So I think there's so many things we can do to support ourselves. And that's our job. It is one of our jobs as parents to give ourselves the support we need, or we can't be the emotionally generous parent that our child deserves. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. 
The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you will always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading, up, down, or steady. It can even alert you before you go too low or when you're too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see, like more time and range and lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You were talking about sleep, and sleep, I think, is really, truly the most important thing that we all neglect and we all forget, and it's it takes a lot of practice. I have to practice it every day. So what I've been practicing doing is going to bed at, you know, stopping all electronics at nine, and when I walk around the home savoring that quiet, 
Maybe you take a bath. Maybe you clean your room. You know, maybe you put a mask on. It feels like I've gone to Hawaii. (laughs) You know, it's just so, it feels so indulgent, but it is so critical because it also gives you time to really think. And then when you get those eight hours sleep, and you wake up, you're so refreshed. And so what I've been talking about in like, I wrote this book called The Kind Mama a long time ago. That book, for me, the main thing is I want to savor every morsel of my baby's being, right? There's no doubt it is challenging and exhausting to be present with someone in that kind of way where you really are all for them. In my case, I believe that is plant-based food, not eating um, sugar, you know, staying away from caffeine, trying to eat whole foods, you know, as much as you possibly can so that your body is, your organs are resting at night and not working so hard that when you wake up, you're so exhausted and you haven't gotten a good night's sleep because you had to get up and pee like four times or you got up at three o'clock in the morning because your, your body's going, I need to detox from what you had yesterday, you know? And then that allows me to be the most present mom so that I can savor every morsel of that little munchkin's being. And I wonder what you think of that. I think that parents especially have an obligation to take care of themselves physically so that they can be there and be present. Your whole podcast is about healing and how we heal. And certainly our diet heals us. But I'm wondering about our mental diet and our emotional diet and how those work to heal us as parents. So if every thought we have is, you know, they're fleeting, there are so many of them, there are 10,000 a day, right, that come through. And many of those thoughts are not positive thoughts. Many of those thoughts are judging thoughts. We judge ourselves, we judge our child, we judge other people. And for the healing that we all need to do, the more awareness we can have of our thought diet, the better. And I want to encourage that person, but all of us, especially all of us parents, to notice our thought life and become our own best friend, become our own parent in a way, right? We talk about being present with our little munchkins to be really fully present with them. It's really helpful if we can be present with ourselves and be compassionate towards ourselves. It's like, okay, so I ate three cookies. I ate 10 cookies, whatever I ate, you know, it's going to be okay. I'm going to live. I'd like to make a different choice next time. You know, I yelled at my kid. I didn't get enough sleep the night before. I'm going to give myself support to do something different tomorrow. You don't have to be perfect. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other and increase your ratio of good moments to bad moments. And eventually you get where you want to go. So, Laura, will you tell us what this peaceful parenting is? Peaceful parenting doesn't mean you're peaceful all the time because no one is. It's an aspiration. But what peaceful parenting does mean is we don't take our stuff out on our kids. And when we do self-regulate, we have a more peaceful home, less drama, more love. So, That's the first precept of peaceful parenting is it's all about our own self-regulation. And to do that, of course, we also have to do self-care. But there are two other really important big ideas in peaceful parenting. So the first is self-regulation. The second is connection. There are all kinds of ways to build connection. Simply empathizing whatever your child says, and it could be a positive emotion, it could be a negative emotion, feeling seen, feeling understood, builds connection and builds your child's sense of self-worth. 
And the third big idea in peaceful parenting is what I call coaching. So instead of trying to control our child, seeing them as an alien force or a, or a thing to be controlled, no, don't do that. Instead of trying to control, reminding ourselves that this is our beloved child and our responsibility is to coach that child to be their best self. We're not assuming this child will do everything right. In fact, it's a child's job to exhibit childish behavior. So our job is to coach them to be their best selves. And that means, first of all, we don't step in and control them and do it for them, but we do set up the environment as much as possible so the child can thrive. And that means, so we empathize and we listen. And when the child has gotten it off their chest, when they feel that they have expressed it, The remarkable thing about emotions is they're a message. When the emotion is experienced, that's the message. And the emotion changes. And when we're emotion coaching the child and we acknowledge what they're upset about, if we allow them to have that, they go through a whole bunch of emotions and then they sort of get to the bottom. Sometimes they get tearful. Sometimes they don't. And then they're done. Usually they're done. And they're ready to go off and play and they're done. So, you know, we have three big ideas in peaceful parenting. One is regulate your own emotions and do whatever you need to do to support yourself to do that. Two is connect with your child because that's the only way you ever have influence with another human being. And three is to coach your child, both by setting up the environment so they can thrive, but also giving them the emotional support they need so they can work through the feelings that drive behavior. And that is Peaceful Parenting in a Nutshell. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you will always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading, up, down, or steady. It can even alert you before you go too low or when you're too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see, like more time and range and lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash competitive. 
compatibility. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think that when we set the intention to see our child exactly as they are without our ideas about who they should be or what we want them to become or what we want them to study or how successful we want them to be, and we just allow them to be, and they don't need to be like us and they don't need to be like anything. They just are. We learn so much from them. They are our teachers. Bear, he's getting a little older and... Last night, he was he undid all the dishwasher and he put all the dishes away and he cleaned the table off. And then he was helping me bring some things upstairs and he had an expectation and I didn't know he had an expectation. So we got into this bump where he said to me, I could tell that he was upset and I didn't know what he was upset about. And so I said, baby, what is it? Are, are you mad at mommy? And he said, I'm not ready to talk about it. I said, okay, let me know when you're ready to talk about it. And it was because I didn't give him this reward. He thought that by doing that, he was going to get to watch TV. And I said to him, well, Bear, you did all that because you love our family and you love helping and because we're part of a family and we do these things together. And there doesn't need to be a reward. You know that. Your life, you're always rewarded. You're always getting yummy, great things. You know there will be a reward around the corner for just being, not because you did something. It's not an exchange like that in this house. And it never has been. Where is this coming from? And he went to take a bath and I walked in there and I sat down. I said, are you ready to tell me why you're upset with mommy? And he said, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed because I thought that this was how it was going to go. And I said, oh, I totally understand. I completely understand that that's how you thought it was going to go. Anyway, we had a very nice little conversation about it, and then it all evaporated. Instantly, we, were, I, we got into bed together. I read to him. We snuggled. We were laughing. Everything's back to normal because he was heard. But for a minute there, it was a bump. It felt like I had a little teenager. I was like, wow, there's this little teenage boy walking around the house mad at me for something. This is interesting. I think... What happened with you is that you created enough safety that he was able to share his feelings. And then you validated the feelings 
So he didn't feel like he was bad or wrong for having the expectation and for having the feeling of disappointment. You understood why he had it, even though it wasn't shared, you know, and so he got past it. I think when, you know, no matter what the bump is, when we can create the safety for the child to share that with us, and when we can empathize with it, we can validate it and say, yeah, I see why you felt that way, or no wonder you felt disappointed, right? Then you get through it. And I want to say about preteens and teens, puberty supposedly starts at 12, but it starts earlier and earlier. And we know that the brain completely rewires its hormones. Of course, we feel the hormones and there are major changes over a four-year period that as the young person transforms from a child to an adult. So that's a four-year period of rapid physical change, which can be overwhelming to them and, and to us because as they're changing so quickly, we're like, oh my goodness, where did my cuddly little guy go? And who's this hulking you know, stranger here standing here? And in addition to the physical changes, there's a lot of mental change that goes on. So as the rewiring of the brain happens, what happens is the parts of the brain that are used a lot, the neural pathways and the synapses, the connections that are used a lot, get myelinated. So they're you can have really fast, they're like super highways, really fast thought. And some stuff gets pruned away altogether that really wasn't being used. So the patterns, whatever patterns the kid is in, sort of get set. That's who they are, right? And it allows the brain to be a much more efficient thinking machine. It also gives kids the ability for more introspection. It gives them the ability to see other people's perspectives a lot. But in the beginning, when they're younger, starting to go through this process, there's a lot of turmoil. I have two kids in their 20s, so I'll just say, what I've observed is that when you raise children this way, when they feel heard, when they feel respected, they don't have to push you away to be themselves. As a result, all of that whole element of them having to act out and push you away is gone. They still want to say, oh, well, I'm going to be this way, and that's different than you are, you know, and that's fine. They can make their music choices and their fashion choices and their political choices and their diet choices, their food choices, and try new things and be different from us and think outside the box. That's all fine. If you've parented this way respectfully, you can let them be themselves and therefore they don't have to push you away. So the connection that you have with your son is going to be just fine, even though there will be more bumps you know, it, you know, through the early teen years. We talked about in the beginning how raising babies more consciously is a form of activism and that in a sense, this is for world peace, right? This is the greatest act to create kind, compassionate, good communicators who are loved, little love warriors, right? Who know themselves and can ask for what they need and for what they want and are confident and happy in their skin and are sure of themselves and kind and loving and respectful. So we imagine what would the world look like if that was how all children were? And of course, that is a big, big ask that we are dreaming of, but I imagine this is your dream as well. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, the act of this world peace event that we're trying to create? Well, my first book, Peaceful Parent, Happy Kids, I quoted in the beginning of the book, Charles Rizon, who says, one generation full of deeply loving parents would change the brain of the next generation. 
and with that, the world. And I think that's what we're doing. We're growing the next generation in our homes. Those are the people who who will grow up to populate the world. And it's not just emotions. It's also how we're wired. It's the brain that actually changes. When a baby is responded to, they become securely attached. It's about our responsiveness. And when they're securely attached and feel secure in the world and they continue to feel seen and heard and listened to, they are more able to regulate their emotions. And that doesn't mean, I want to say again, that we're not setting limits. You know, we're not raising young people to run roughshod over everybody. We're raising young people who actually are more able to regulate their emotions. They're more able to empathize with other people because they've been empathized with. And therefore, all those gaps that we need to bridge right now in our culture have more chance of being bridged because you're raising humans who are more able to listen to each other and to hear each other. And humans have lots that is tearing us apart right now, but the more we're able to notice our own thought processes and our own emotions and show up in a loving, compassionate way with other people, the more loving and compassionate our society will be even when we have differences to work out and problems to solve. And we will. We have many problems to solve right now, but we have a better chance at solving those problems if we have humans who can treat each other respectfully. And that's what happens when you raise children with respect. It's exciting to me every day to keep growing and deepening my connection with my kid and being as responsible and awake parent as I can. But I imagine if I was just starting for the first time, it would be really exciting What an opportunity to get deep into yourself and heal yourself, to have this chance to fix whatever it is that has been harming you or hurting you over the years and make your child the excuse for loving yourself, right? In the face of you, I am going to fix myself so that I do not hurt you. And I put forth a magical being that will take care of the world and with love and that we can do that for ourselves. I think it's so exciting. I asked my sort of audience what questions, what things they struggle with the absolute most as being a parent. And I I don't know if these will be the same things that you get asked, but you can tell me what the, the most is for you. But what people were talking about was the line between being their parent and being their friend. And that was a question, if you want to answer that one, or about patience, like how to create and cultivate more patience. And then the mom guilt, those three things, which I think you've kind of touched on some of this, but if you want to say anything about those to my, to my audience, that would probably be helpful. I'd say patience is the number one thing for all parents. And the way to cultivate patience is to support yourself more. You can only give what you have inside. I would say the mom guilt is... You owe it to your child to take care of you, which we talked about a lot in the beginning. And if you don't do that, you're shortchanging your child. Do you want to give your child the best of yourself or what's rest of you? You know, the rest of you, whatever's left. No, you want to give them the best of yourself. And I would say the line between parent and friend is this. You can be both. You can be both. My daughter and I, you know, she's now 25 and we had heart to hearts her whole growing up and throughout high school and everything. And I'm not saying she told me everything. I think there were things she didn't tell me, but she and I talked a lot and we had what I would call a real friendship. So 
you know, you're always going to be your child's parent. Even after you die, when they think of their parent, you're the parent, right? So it's your job to be the parent. And that means that you need to be looking at what's best for your child. It's not actually ever a fully equal relationship. And your job as a parent is to gradually, over the years, pull back and let them stand on their own two feet more and more so they can interface with the world, knowing you've got their back, but you're not in front of them being a snowplow, right? You're responsible to be the grown-up because your kid is not the grown-up. They're a 14 or a 16-year-old. They're not a grown-up. And it's always your job to be the grown-up no matter what. Exactly. Well, this has been amazing talking to you. I mean, just so lovely. I'm really grateful for your time and your expertise and the love and passion that you're putting into the world. We need you. So I'm so, so grateful that you are this force out there. And I know that you're helping so many families and so many people to make little and huge changes in their lives that can allow a happy, harmonious, peaceful home. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I'm delighted to have had a chance to talk with you today. To dig deeper into this episode's topic and resources, visit thekindlife.com. The Real Heal is an iHeartRadio production made in partnership with Frequency Media. I'm your host, Alicia Silverstone. From iHeartRadio, our managing producer is Lindsay Hoffman. From Frequency Media, Michelle Corey is our executive producer. Jordan Rizzieri is our producer. And Imani Leonard and Laura Boyman are our associate producers. Sydney Evans is our dialogue editor. And Claire Bidegary Curtis is our mixer and sound designer. This podcast is available on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. 
I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.